0: episode of the Internet Marketing Clinic, presented by Beth Guide of SEO 411. First thing I did was turn on Facebook Live. Why would I do that? Let people know where you are and to also share your content that you are presenting. That's a, that's a very good thing. So who, who knows how to use their cell phone? Let's start with that question. <laughs> right. I know that's, a, that's like sometimes a yeah. roll of that. Oh, I forgot.
1: PJ back here. To back. I want own PJ's coffee in New Orleans. Yeah,
0: he sponsored our coffee today, so that's why I wanted to go last. We have also Sam Cannon, the Cannon Associates, who's participating with furnishing
2: the coffee today. Okay. Alright, yes, yeah. yeah. all right. We all have to have
0: coffee. If you don't have coffee, it's a problem. Alright. So has everybody had enough coffee? Yeah. I probably had too much, so we'll start with that sentence. Okay. So, here's the deal, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some of the things we talked about last year, for those of you who are here, so I don't want you to think I'm repeating myself, on the same token, things have also changed on how we have to look and how we have to focus on what we have to do. So, the next question I'm going to ask you is, who's running a blog? Okay, so I have three out of all of you, alright? So, by the end of the class, I'm going to say, who's running a blog, and I expect everybody's hands to go up, alright? That's the second point you That's probably another very important thing that you need to do on a regular basis, okay? So, Google's kind of changed in how they look at things, and and I'm going to say that I think over the next several years, we're going to stop them seeing them from being a search engine to seeing them be a destination, okay? So, let me explain what I mean when I say that, because some people go, I guess, what will we do without Google? If you notice, the results have not been as good as they used to be, um, because they're trying to fine-tune, and guess what you need? before you actually realize what you need. So they're trying to provide you something and artificially decide what that is. As business owners, we need to start to think about how we're gonna do that, and how we're gonna put ourselves in front of people before they think to ask about us or before they know to ask about my company. So that has got to be a focus that we have to, we're gonna to have to start to look at. We've got to be intuitive in how we approach this, right? So gone are the days I've had enough of you in this room before, so gone are the days of a five-page website. Does anybody have a five-page website? Okay. All right. Timidly putting your hand up in the back. So the good news is we have one person with a brochure website. It's not going to cut it anymore because you're not really making the Internet a better place. And because you're not making the Internet a better place, Google is not there to put you in a number one spot so you can put up a three-page website and say how great that are. Okay? They don't want to do that. So I, what I want everybody to understand is we have to provide information for our potential clients that are going to help them find us, to show that we're the expert. Now, I'm going to ask a question. I ask a lot of small businesses this, and a lot of people get it wrong. All right, So I'm going to give you the opportunity and give you a forewarning that everybody gets this question wrong. Who in the room is an expert? Okay, so I have three people that understand. Now I'm going to ask the question again. Every hand in this room should go up because you're an expert in your own business. And if you're not, then how do you have a business? You went and did something because you thought you were better and you were doing things better. So let's try this again. Who is an expert? All right, much much big improvement here Would everybody put their hand up, I, I, except you. Why didn't you put your hand up? I did. Oh, okay, I didn't see it. All right, I thought I had one guy that still thinks he's not an expert. The thing is, you have to be an expert for Google to be able to provide you with a page and a ranking on a page. Um, that number one spot, depending on what your subject matter is and where you are, that can be worth a lot of money to you. The difference between number one and number ten is almost 100%. So. I'm gonna, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the changes that have been made to the Google homepage of Google, and I think I'm actually going to bring one up here on the screen so we can kind of make sure we all understand what we're talking about and how we fit into that homepage. But the best thing that you can know is you are the expert in your business, and you must carry yourself on the internet with that intensity everywhere you go. So I have no problem. If you knew me 10 years ago, there's no way I would have ever turned a camera on. I would be like, you know, I'm a little. A lot of overweight, I'm not a star, I'm not a, I don't care anymore. I am very good at what I do, and I have no problem telling the world that. And everybody needs to have that same um, uh, enthusiasm, if you will, about your business, because it's required. Okay? So let me pull up the screen here so we can talk about this just a little bit. I should pull that up in the first place, but... So everybody here is a small business. question I have is those of you that don't, why don't you have one? I didn't know, that. I didn't know what I Okay, so everybody's going to go home this afternoon. We're going to go to google.com forward slash business. And if you don't have a Google My Business account, you're going to open one. Alright, it's free. There's no charge for it. What they're doing is they're building this side profile about your business. I picked this one because there's some other attributes about this homepage, so I'll Whenever... About your business that gives the end user everything they need to look when they're looking for you. So, here's the bad thing for you and what you need to know about pushing your business, okay? That stops the end user from going to your website. So if you think about it, somebody is not going to come to my website to get my phone number. Why? Because it's there. They're not going to go there to get my address. Why? Because it's there. What it does is it interrupts sales cycle, alright, um, we offer right? So that's the first erosion, if you will, of the number one listing. So I don't talk as much about being number one. I'm going to talk about being in the right place, okay? So when somebody is wanting to do something that one of my people are involved in, I want my people in the right place at the right time. It's a little bit of a shift in focus. I get that. We've all heard all the way along that we should be number one, but what I want you to understand with number one, and I want to, I will do another example if you look at the top of that page, there's four ads there. None of them are this business, okay? Now, he's got a bunch of, a, a chunk of information there. If I come down, there's only four organic listings on a page. Now, I'm gonna give you a very scary and startling statistic that everybody needs to internalize, and then we're gonna, I talk a lot about how to make this all work for your businesses, okay? But problem is, the number one listing only gets 19% of the click throughs anymore, okay? So before, it used to be 80 to 95% of all clicks, the person hit number one. And it's not because of the ads. That's the thing. People will say, well, look, there's ads. Of course nobody's going to click on the number one. No, no, no. Okay, Google is changing the output. So I'm going to give you something. I'm going to kind of run over there. So we're going to have a blank screen, but you'll still hear my big mouth. But I'm gonna run over to the podium there for a second and I'm gonna give you a a few examples of some of the things that we're doing and why I'm saying to you, we need to be an expert, okay? And then I've gotta follow through the expertness, that's my own word, I think, um, and put it on social media. Okay, so we've gotta kind of balance this from both sides of the scale. So let me run over to the computer. I don't run, I kind of walk fast. So I'm over here, so let's... uh, The people that run it for $500, you're kind of, I whistling past the graveyard, you're kind of wasting your money unless you know something I don't and you have some extraordinary uh, conversions off of that. $500 is just not going to get it on a paperclip budget. Google loves that. Don't misunderstand because they'll collect $500 from a million small businesses and they'll have a lot of money. But for your purpose, I think you have to be frugal. Sure, everything that you're doing works for your business, and we need to make sure we're doing the right things. Okay, so we've got four ads running there. Okay, none of that helps us. The next thing we have, and I'm gonna have to keep walking back and forth here, is what I'm gonna call, and actually, that's not my term. Those boxes now are on more than 50% of these searches. They're called position zero, okay? They now honor a lion's share of the click-throughs. They're very hard to get, they're very complicated to get, okay? But if you get them, you get a lot of traffic flowing through them because the end user still does this action on the first reasonable thing they come to. But now we're looking for this because they're trying to give you summaries of information. We're gonna talk about, remember I said, cities are coming off a of blog post. So this is why I asked that question in the beginning because for the most part, I should go this way so I'm back on camera. For the most part, the blog posts themselves are helping generate this. There's some characteristics and attributes that I'm going to give you on this. There's a lot more mechanics to it, but at least if I give you a higher view of this of what you should be doing, maybe you'll be a blind squirrel and find a nut every so often. Okay? So I, I don't mean that badly it's just that that's just the way it is. If I kind of get you going in the right direction, at least you have a chance. Okay, the next thing down you'll notice is we have four questions, and those are these people also ask questions. So you remember I told you you have to anticipate what people are gonna be asking for about your business? This is why, because that anticipation helps drive this people also ask box. Again, it can be complicated, but I have seen a lot of pages start to show up that people also ask without a lot of intervention. It's just a matter of doing it right. So I can fold them down, but they're all going to start to look like that top box with the bulleted list. Some of them have a... And they try to answer the question. Um, What's interesting is if I hit one of those, it's going to roll out again, and it's going to roll out again, and it's going to roll out again. And what happens to that number one listing when that rolls out like that? Yeah. It sinks down the page, so therefore, what's happening is you end up with a circumstance that your number one ranking, in this case, this this website that I work on is number five on this page. I'll, I'll watch make inquire out of me, okay? But as I scroll down, this is a term that gets 8,500 searches a week, a month, whatever their Google number is. It's a high volume search term. We're at number five. You know what I get off of this a month? 200 people, because this other air is sucking the room out of my listing. So we've had to make a concerted effort to try to get into this number of these position zero spots. Okay, so we're that's what I have my entire staff focused on, and I will kind of give you a little bit of how to do that here. not allowing you off the property now it's a behavior it's not like you're being held prisoner there and there's no links and you can't click let's not mis- Okay, so again, being number one is not the beat-all and end-all anymore. Being in the right spot on the page for the term is the beat-all and end-all. And that's very much different than probably anybody's ever told you. You know, you get these SEO companies, they come in and well, we will make you number one. I don't say that much anymore. I more say we will make you visible so people find your business and people interact with you. And, and we have a lot of that going on. This gentleman, whose website I do have up here, he asks me a lot of times, he'll say to me, why don't I get as many inquiries as I used to? He has more traffic now than he's ever had before, but he's not getting the level of inquiries. And the reason why is because Google's holding them on these pages and they're stopping. And the, the travel industry is particularly interesting because what happens with the travel industry is they actually have Google Travel now that's taking packages. It's space, but it gives you a package, it gives you an airfare, it does all these things. At some point, we're going to have to make jump the jump and to go over and going to go down that road with this particular website. Not quite there yet, um, because he's still getting some in the more traditional way. But we all have to start to think about, how are we going to get in these spots? So what would I do if I was going to start to think about how to get in these spots? Because I, I do this every day now. This is, this is my... Conversation I have probably anywhere from three to five times a day now, every day. So what do I do? Post lots of blogs. Say what? Post lots of blog posts. I do post lots of blog posts. I'm going to give you some some um, tips for that here in just a minute. But what else do I do? This is going to be a really
2: amazing thing. In videos, add um, SEO uh, phrases onto the nope. page.
0: No. Nope. Make videos. I am making video, Yeah, you're right. It is content. I am making videos sometimes. You ready? This is earth shaking information. I listen to what people ask me. Well, oh, see, how easy is that?
2: <laughs> now,
0: why do I listen to what people ask me?
2: Because it's about the customer
0: No, because these are the people who also ask questions. I get questions all day long, how do I do this, how do I do that, how do I set up my email, how do I dress, no, nobody asked me how to dress, it's all good, um, I get questions all day long, okay, I even got, which which building inside fair are you at, and so then I was like, well, that was you, apparently, I didn't know who it was, I had a text message from my staff that said, uh, we need to know what building and side fair you're going to be in. I'm like, I'm going to be lucky if I can find the campus. What do you mean what building am I going to be in? I'll worry about that tomorrow. So I said, look on the flyer. That was my answer. But the reality of that is I, every day, am asked questions. I'm asked questions from customers. I'm asked questions from potential new clients. I'm asked questions from other SEO professionals. I am... Like said. as a client or a member retention video. Because people did not understand that if you do not have a chamber membership, your chances of having a solid ranking in the map area is next to nothing. Because you're not valid. You you better have a better business bureau if you don't have a chamber. You better have a chamber if you don't have a better business bureau. I don't like the better business bureau anymore, so they can go away. So we don't out of my brain when I'm in the right spot that I can do very quickly. So what I did was, I sat down and I wrote the verbiage. I didn't write the script, okay? First of all, I don't do scripts. In case anybody doesn't notice, I'm up here speaking without note cards, so there's no script, okay? Um, But I went through and I wrote out why the chamber membership is important, how Google can view that, why you should have one even if you don't like people and you want to be a hermit. I mean, I I covered the entire thing, all right? But then what I did is I sat down and I explained with a screen capture program from my screen what Google's looking for, why it's important, how it influences that box that was on the side of the page, and why... If you, if you don't have a chamber membership, you need to find a chamber, and they needed to have certain attributes, and then I went on to say that it was better. But I made a whole video of it, so both pieces of those content can stand alone. If you don't like to read, you can watch the video. If you don't wanna watch a video, I hate watching homemade YouTube videos. I, I must be the only person in America that can't stand it, but I cannot stand it. Save my life, okay? I got Better, I can barely watch professionally programs on the television, let alone a YouTube video made by some guy in a cave somewhere. Okay? So of what I said. did I ever read a script? It's like the hardest thing for me in the whole world because all it is is dialogue. So if you're going to just put up a dialogue of what you say, it's very difficult and very dense to read. Okay, It's usually very hard to follow because it doesn't have the flow that the video had. Okay, It doesn't have the visuals. So you're not painting and doing the right picture. It's really the wrong medium. But I see a lot of people take that, do a translation and put it underneath. Please don't do that. Do yourself the the service of doing it right. And take the time, even if it's just a few paragraphs, which is not really right, but even if it's just a few paragraphs that summarizes what your video is about, that is a far better approach than sitting down, letting letting, uh, the closed captioning print out on the screen and you go post it to your website. But video is very important. So let me tell you a few things about video and why we do what we do. Now this video I'm going to put up on Facebook Live probably going to pull it down. I may stick it out on YouTube. And what's going to end up happening is I'm going to put a summary of what I talked about here, okay? That's how I'm going to do that. But when somebody comes to my page and they watch this video, all right, what is the byproduct of this? Anybody want to give me a, take a guess at that? I know you probably don't know the answer, but I figured I'd throw it out there. Shows your authority and your... Well, it does throw that, but that's because you only heard me say that 30 minutes ago. The real answer is it holds the person on the page for a specific period of time, and it lets Google know that page has value. Okay, so I'm basically giving somebody a video, let them start to watch it. I'm holding them hostage on my page until they figure out either... I'm the smartest person they ever heard, and um, they're wasting their time. Um, and we've had it go both ways. It's all good. Um, but, but the reality of that is I am doing and sending a signal to Google that I have a value. And that when I put stuff up, people stay on the page. They watch the video. Now, where do I put this video? I actually said it already. We're just going to have a pop quiz and see if you're actually paying attention. It's saying. Okay, where am I going to put this video besides Facebook? YouTube. YouTube. Why am I putting it on YouTube? Google owns
1: YouTube. Google
0: owns YouTube. Oh, so I got a text message while I was driving down the road, and you're not supposed to read text messages, and I never do that. No, no, no. But what the text message that popped up on my screen said is that don't put children in videos. All right, and I'm I'm going I'm to say that as a blanket thing. I know there's um, reasons that you might, but apparently they've made a $42,000 fine now a kid in a video without the right whatever the law. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one well on TV, and I don't really know that I understand the law of all of this, but I am never going to put a kid in a video again. So if you're face babyface finster, you're never going to be in a video either. Because if you don't look like you're of age, I'm not putting you in there. That's you. You're never going to be in my video. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Because they're looking at it. So when you take, you do a, a room, if you make sure there's no children in the background child. But what I will say is the exposure to the business. So let's let's just kind of roll back here in our thought process a minute. And this could happen. So you're a dentist. And I don't think I have any dentists in the room. None of you, none of you snuck in that are a dentist that I don't know about, right? Okay, good. So they do a procedure and they show the kid in the chair. Mommy says it's okay. And now the dentist makes a million dollars because they become the world's biggest orthodontist in all of They made a million dollars off that kid's video. So what's to stop somebody from hauling you into court and saying you made a video? I understand you had a release, now go fight that release in court. So what I'm saying to you, because the way my brain operates is my business is not big enough to walk out on edges, take chances, and then have to go defend it in the long run. So the best thing I can do is not do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, find an adult. Um, if you're a pediatric dentist, then find a way to gray the screen out so you can't see except their mouth. I mean, there's ways to do these things, there's a lot of extra work. I mean, don't misunderstand, I'm not minimizing that. But I would not, at this, child, at this point, put a child on a video. Not to get off on a tirade, but that was yesterday's.
2: children's rights. This came up with uh, Pink Floyd's, we, um, another brick in the wall, the kids that were singing we don't need no education, actually sued because they weren't getting any of the royalties. Well, I to call them. on that, <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's where the problem has started creeping up is that parents will sign whatever waiver and now the kids of age and they're like, hey, I didn't get anything. Is kind of, so That yeah, happened that's with the Brady kids
0: too, I heard that somewhere too. Yeah, they all did. I, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm just saying to you guys, don't do it. That's, that's the best place I, yeah. I can hear yeah. you, okay? But the thing is, make your videos, add your videos. And I told you, how am I doing on top of yeah, It's 8:43. Oh, I better talk faster. I've not, not been talking really slow here. I better get on and chop chop. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, blog posts, and I actually give whole classes on this. This is, I come up here once a year, roughly, and give these Talks for Karen series, but I have five classes throughout the city that I do every single month. There are some that are out on 1960, there's several down off between City Center, and there's one inside the Loop right at the Galleria. So there's no excuse why you can't come visit me. The interesting piece of this is no class is ever duplicated. I don't think I've said done the same class in the... 2003. I used to say 13 years, but I realize it's now more like 16 or 18 years that I've been doing this. I've been doing this since 2003, giving talks like this. So it's been a long time. So but I've never given the same class twice. So you can come every single time and never do the same thing, believe it or not. So um, the website classes are at the top of the website on SEO411.com. They're for the most part, they're free um, and we'll even feed you. So you're welcome to you're welcome to join at any time. We have an awesome lunch. I have the best caterer in Houston. So he caters the lunch. You all eat, you listen to me, you go home. You're smarter and you're full. How could you do that? So um anyway, let's talk about a blog. So I just want to let you know I talk about this in-depth a lot, but so blog posts, how many Red party, hired party bus should be one of them. <laughs> okay, but I'm sure there's nine other things we can we can come up with to do that. So there are things you can do. I think your subject matter is a little bit harder um, than some of the other the other folks here. So I, I admit that not everybody, but yes, 900 words. So here's the next thing. Did you notice what I just told him? What did I just tell him? Who heard it? so What I just told him. Uh, how to and then t- how you and then I said what do your but- your business into that? All right, you're going farther than where I wanted to. So okay. I said I said top ten. Things. Top ten. Did you notice that? Yes. All right. So I was talking to somebody yesterday. You got to go big or go home. Okay. Which that's kind of easy for me because I just go big all the time. But it's a you know, hundred reasons to have a bachelor party with a party bus. 35 reasons that I want to tutor my kid, all right? Does everybody kind of get what I'm, where I'm going with this? The bigger the number, the more of an expert you look like. So somebody said to me yesterday, you know, Beth, we could talk about taco stands and put the best taco, 10 taco stands. I said, no, we're going to do this. Instead of just doing the 10 best taco stands in Austin, we're going to do the best 100 taco stands in all of Texas. Okay? Because now what I've done is made an ultimate guide. If you go look at that Trips to Italy site, what we're actually doing, I'm not doing this through blog posts, but I'm actually putting up a travel guide on every region and every city in Italy. Now, Italy's a lot smaller than the United States, so there's, not, there's only 220 of those that have to be written. Okay? So it's not been that bad. All right, But the fact of the matter is I have five pages per section, and we're basically making a travel guide on everything. And then we are going to have the ultimate travel guide of Italy with all the pages and all the regions. So anybody that comes there, we're now Encyclopedia Italy. Go big or go home. All right? Now, why would I tell you you have to go go to this crazy amount of work? There's one underlying principle that drives all of you. You show Yeah, but how am I making that happen? Content. No. Lists. You're very close. The frequency and regularity. No. Who's my SEO marketers, my digital marketers in the room? What what are they, what word are they missing? Links. So what's going to happen is I'm going to make the top 100 taco stands in America. And I'm going to have people linking to me. Saying here, look, these people recommend uh, Taco de Flor or whatever the heck it is in Tascosa. Okay, so those links are ultimately what drives. You can't have the links without content. So understand that those things go hand in hand. You don't have one without the other. But so when I tell everybody to do great content, what I know is if you actually listen to me and do what I'm saying, naturally what's going to happen is people are. stands in, or I may get a link from this country of Italy linking to my website saying, hey, we think this is a preeminent guide to Italy. Oh, wait, that really happened. So, I started out calling my customer the Ministry of Tourism because I was picking on them for having all of this. At the end of the day, that's ultimately what I ended up having to be was the Ministry of Tourism, and I have Italy linking to me now, the country of Italy. So they're validating that I am awesome on all my pages and that we are the Minister of Tourism for Italy. So what's happening now is it's pushing me up above people like um, Expedia. It's pushing me above people like Trafalgar, all these, uh, Perillo, the guy that advertises on Fox. His digital is doing so good he has to advertise on Fox. Don't quite get that. but. Means it's not doing so good. All <laughs> right. But the fact of the matter is we're sitting over the top of these people because we have these powerful links that are coming back. It's the last piece of the equation. It's a very difficult topic to actually address. But if I can get you all to put up a good page, so so far we know we need to have a number plan within that, right? Top 10 this, top five this, top 105 of this we're all cool with that we're all good with that right the other thing is if you notice in those people also ask areas there's a bulleted list so what we've been doing is um in fact frankly let me pull this up because it's really if you don't Now some of them have three. and these answer boxes and all. What should I look for? They may excerpt because I because of how I've done this, encoded this, and gave each part of that list its own URL. They may excerpt that one piece. So there, this is where this starts to get way complicated. In fact, my um, day class for HCC we seem to um, we seem to be talking a lot about how to do this code into this page, and I've been working through it with everybody. It is extremely confusing. So I don't want to get into this in an overview class today. Okay, but yes, that was intentional. If you click on David, it goes to David. If you click on the Piada, it goes to Piada. and so on down the mm-hmm. so on down the pike, um, because there's certain code in that page to make Google understand that what that those are separate subsets within inside of it. Okay, so we have a list, we have numbers, we have bullets, we have 1,500 words, and we have a really pretty good decent quality. There really is no cutting corners. Now, again, I understand on some level it's easy for me that this stuff rolls right out of my head. After spending an hour with me, I think I think you probably can see that, but it just kind of produces itself. The other thing is I've been doing it for so long that I think that may be part of it. On the other side, I can also teach people how to do it and how to think this way. So when a cut question comes in, I start to break it out in my head, what am I trying to do? So why do I want to rank on David as a piece of art if I sell vacations in Italy? Something to see. It does make me seem like an expert, but there's another reason. We sell day tours to go see works of art. So now what happens is the person that's looking for the day tour, we have one on the Vatican. Okay, if you just wanted to be little mind-numb people, you would go to work for a corporation somewhere and blah blah blah. I'm here and do my job. Blah blah. Get in my car and go home. Okay, but that you chose not to do that, and in choosing not to do that, that already tells me something about you. That tells me that you have that entrepreneurial spirit. That you understand that you can build a better mousetrap. Don't be afraid to say it. And if somebody says you're wrong, so what? You know. Somebody told me I was wrong last night. I said, maybe you need to go rethink that. I mean, it's fine. You want to call it one thing? I want to call it another. You need to do more research. Maybe you do. (laughs) What the heck? All right? But don't be afraid to say that. All right? I mean, that doesn't, that's not, they're not going to come beat you up. I promise. It's not. Because we don't live in that world. We live in this really weird virtual world where we don't have to see anybody so just start putting your thinking caps on. Your customers are your best bet for your blog post, okay? What you guys ask me and the problems that you have are some of the best fodder. Right? And this is an example, and it's one of the best blog posts I ever put up, although I don't like the contents of it. It played well. I have a friend that's got a quirky sense of humor like I do, and they said to me, Beth, you need to put up a post that tells people to stop wearing their bikinis on LinkedIn. I said, what do you mean? Who wears a bikini? Has anybody ever worn a bikini on LinkedIn? Has anybody ever worn a bikini in the last 20 years? Let's maybe start with that question, all right? But, oh, maybe you did, okay. You're here, I'm sorry. You're in my peripheral. Anyway, thank you for being a sport. But, okay. So when I said, I said, okay, so let me see if I get this right. You want me to go tell people? Serious of all times. We do want the IRS to come after us. Okay? Do we have an, oh, and a banker. You count my money, you better be serious. That's He's all the I'm going I'm
1: the accountant.
0: He's he counts
2: it? What do you do? He's at? a banker, I'm the accountant.
0: Interest rates, okay. How to put your money in the bank and it not disappear will get far more play than we get better interest rates. Who cares? But I don't even know what the interest rate is. Like negative 42% or something. What do you think? Negative 31%? Okay, awesome. <laughs> but you, you get what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So if I say it one way, I get no people. If I say it another way, I've got them clamoring down the doors, wondering what the heck I'm even talking about. Um, The kids in my office and I have a diametrically opposed opinion of this. They make fun of me constantly and then they have little smoke coming out of their ears. (laughs) Because they say to me, why do you put these titles on things? You should say this. And I say, my posts get people to read them. Your posts get people to say hi. I want people reading. I want people calling. I want people bugging me for new business at all times. And if I've gotta put up quirky, pithy, funny, engaging things, and I have to be a personality, well then so be it, except for, thank God I'm not an accountant.
1: So uh. no
0: offense, no offense. You need to be serious in all you do. Um, what I will say is I have an accountant that comes to one of my other classes. And he's awesome, I, I met him at the Heights Chamber, and he's been coming to class now probably for the better part of 10 years. He took this to heart years ago. And he now has 8,000 followers over on LinkedIn. So what does that mean when I have 8,000 followers? Now, you're a personal service, so LinkedIn doesn't necessarily work for you, but accounting, tutoring, these businesses that lend themselves to B2B relationships, what does 8,000 people mean to him? A
2: lot of connections. What? A lot of connections. Yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> Who said
0: it? I heard it. <laughs> Referring. So when he puts up a page that explains something that he's doing that other accountants might not be doing, people call him and say, hey, Byron, what, 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 what? Because he has an 8,000 people captive audience now because he's worked on building that, okay? And I will tell you, when I put up posts that are unique to me on LinkedIn, inevitably we get some people calling for service or calling to say, hey, I need you to help me to do so so the reality is if you do this right there's actually a huge pile of business directly coming right off of something like LinkedIn to you um, just simply because you handled it properly okay so all of these things have to work together but most of all I need you to be an expert I need you to put up expert quality uh, content I need you to do it in the format that I said, not to be number one, but to be in the best position when somebody is looking for something you offer, okay? And that is a little bit different message than anybody's ever really heard from me before, because being number one is not it at all anymore. I'm so sorry to ask any question. No, go for it. Actually, usually, okay, so let me tell you, What happens? I have 100 questions and I can't even get one point out of my mouth because everybody's asking them, so it's okay. You guys have been like model people, and either that or you're asleep and you need more coffee. (laughs) Go ahead. All
2: right, so that's local search. Is is it a simple, yeah, um, um, that's something that that we've noticed that uh, to get on the map is a big deal. Are there things that you can do similar to the? Yes, and
0: I will be teaching a local class sometime. February. I had one of my day-class people chew my ear and say, why haven't I talked about local search in a while? And it's really because I've been on all this programming that needs to go on the back end to make these boxes pop up. The interesting thing about the maps, there are some coefficients of things that you need to do to be on those maps. Just so you know, they do get 80% of the traffic. So if mm-hmm. you can land number one in those maps and you're a localized business, um, do you, what kind of account
2: So you wait till people break stuff, and then you come and fix it
0: afterwards. OK, so do people come to your office? Do people look for a local accountant? Would you just take a person that's not broken?
2: Sometimes, yeah.
0: All right, so you'll take unbroken people as well as
2: broken people. Usually they're that's broken, good. and they don't know.
0: And he's not a, don't use that, because Google will think you're a psychologist, by the way. So don't do that broken and unbroken thing like I just did, OK? And don't you be a fixer because they're going to think you're a part. Of your friend of Trump. I'm not sure which, but no. I'll do it. Okay, I'll, there's a couple words. i also do. use the term mechanic, too. Huh? I'll also use the term mechanic, too. Remember, Charles Bronson was a mechanic. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's not confuse Google too much, but IRS letters are awesome. That's Just so you know, that's a free tip to you. Ranking on IRS letters is like money in your bank, and then you'll go give it to him. Okay. All right, so back to you. Maps are very important. Uh, maps need to be worked on certain criteria. It used to be just name, address, phone number, uh, number of reviews and how close you were to the center. That somewhat changed because they understand that geographically that not. Houston's a really bad problem because, you know, um, in Houston, the geographics, does anybody know where a geographic center of Houston is? Okay, Texas Avenue, 77001. All right. And what they do is they start to look outward from there. So when I say I'm in Houston and I'm like next door to KD, they don't think I'm in Houston. So they, they we've kind of had to work around some of this. I have the same problem. I even have a worse recent. problem than that, huh? It was relatively
2: recent, like about a year ago or something.
0: And it's, yeah, something like that. So let me tell you, I have a really bad problem. I live in Kingwood. Besides the fact that I'm now the flood czar of Kingwood, Oh, and that's a whole other problem. Do you know I pay city of Houston taxes? And I vote for the mayor of the city of Houston. And do you know Google says I am not in Houston? Because my mailbox says Kingwood. Now, I cannot affect the United States Postal Service. But I, I send them my tax bill. I'm going to put my tax bill on the Internet. They need to understand that Kingwood is part of Houston. But here's the problem. It's 25 miles outside. So now I'm very far away from the geographic center of Houston. So this is this game that we all play of where are we, where aren't we, what do we have to do to affect these things. Um, So it it is not something that I can cover. That is not local speed. Speed SEO is not going to work on that one. But we will have one in February. Um, What I will say is I have a man it will automatically add you to that mailing list and you'll get a full calendar at the start of the month that announces the topics, tells you where I'll be, what we're talking about, gives you the address, the whole shooting match, okay? And my list is getting longer, so uh, for you, it's uh, ready, I'm going to tell you all how to do it, but if you all do it at once, they're going to think you're bombing it, so then they shut it off for a few minutes, so you text 66866. The word S-E-O class, so S-E-O-C-L-A-S-S, one word, no spaces, all right? And then it's going to come back and ask you for your email address, and it will add it to my email list, okay? So it's 66866, text the word S-E-O class. Um, This class was on it. That's how you found out I was here, I'm guessing, because this class was on my list for the month. Um, We add the extra ones in the seconds, the extra ones. Um, but I have everything I do all month is out there for you. So anybody have any questions? I don't know, what time is it now? a little after A little afternoon. Okay, so next question is Ms. Karen, so we have to be out here by 9.30. Go ahead. All right, so I have a, a podcast, and I do show notes, and Holy. I also do transcripts. Oh, is there anything else other than I have to summarize it? Like, you know, your show notes. To anybody that wants to hear it. So you're good. Okay, so somebody got an A in the room so far. Let me try this again. I was like, who gives advice like that? So don't go put up fake reviews. Don't go say good job. Um, You have to put up meaningful reviews, all right? Meaningful. Um, I bought a refrigerator from Lowe's, and a man came to my house, and he was mad, he was late, he was everything. And then he said to my father, and we're going to leave the old refrigerator in the backyard. (laughs) <laughs> so my father calls me. He says, did you tell the guy to leave the refrigerator in the backyard? I said, "Are you? what are you, what are you even telling me? I said, that's like a death trap for a small children you're going to put in my backyard. I said, we ain't doing that. I said, we paid them to haul this off. I had to come home 30 minutes from where I was to stand in my driveway and scream at that guy until he put that refrigerator on my truck. So I trotted over to Lowe's. told the whole story. I didn't say worst experience ever, one story. I told the whole story. Came, bothered my 85-year-old father, was gonna leave a death trap in the backyard. By the time it was over, we were killing children in my backyard. I thought, you know, <laughs> it was like the worst review ever, okay? The other thing I do is leave good reviews. And the thing is you have to be balanced, okay? Um, and you want your end users to be balanced. Um, ask your customers, Um, Who follows up with an email after, who has like a one and done service with people or um, who asks you to, okay, do you send them an email when they're done and say, hey, are you happy, are you unhappy, Um, if you were happy, can you leave me a review, okay, ask people, that's really the only way that's going to work, every once in a while, people that have been around me, they'll go and review my staff and say, hey, Sarah's the most awesome person ever. And we do, get, we do get them, but inevitably, I usually have to ask, ask for them and remind people to do them. There's links inside Google My Business now um, that you can give, that you can put. If you have a brick and mortar, is there a QR code on your desk, on your front desk where people check out that people can scan it and leave you a review? Does your staff ask for a review? If you don't ask for one, you ain't going to get one. I mean that's kind of, unless you make them mad, and that's the only time it All right. The other thing I'm going to say is try to answer the reviews, Okay. Go in. Um, thank you. We appreciate your feedback. We want to see you dead because you asked me to say something horrible. Don't say that. The next thing you know, we'll all be at the courthouse. Let's not say that. Okay. But uh, what I guess what I'm saying is answer it. Um, I have an urgent care. And I tell them this frequently. Um, I love the lady that works there. She is a spitfire, and she has a temper that makes me look like a saint, okay? <laughs> I, I have a temper. I'm a Scorpio. I have a temper, okay? And I get really red-faced and really mad pretty easily. She makes me look like melts in my mouth and on the salt of the earth, I should just be at the convent with my hands, right? Okay, so she calls me whenever they get a bad review. Well, I'm just going to tell them, blah, 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 blah. What I've trained her to do is not answer that person, but answer it for the person that is reading the review and evaluating your business. Does everybody understand what I just said? Yeah. Okay? That is extremely important. You don't need to answer the dumb dum that said that they, they, you we were killing children in the backyard in the refrigerator. <laughs> Lowe's never answered me back. Their answer back should have been, we demand quality service, we'll evaluate the vendor that that did this, we're reviewing contracts, anything that showed improvement. And I'll give you a true-to-life story on something. Now, I just got done telling you I, I don't have the best temperament when people make me mad, and that is true. But the one thing nobody will ever do is go after my staff. not there for you to abuse them. So about five years ago, I had a kid, and I'm using that word actually properly, call on the telephone and demand a username and password to the website. And the person was extremely abrupt. My staff explained that without proper credentials, we couldn't let you in the website, blah, 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 blah. So the kid went on the internet and said, I'm the worst human being, doesn't know how Because I had to get on the phone with them and say, excuse me, but we're not going to yell at people in a very loud voice. Um, (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do, you know, anything like that. Okay, so, uh, but the kid went out and wrote a whole bad review. So it took me a really long time to decide what I wanted to do with this. But I actually said, I'm going to go out and put the truth. You wanted something that I couldn't provide. So you decided you were going to yell and scream because I was unwilling to compromise the security of a customer. Now, you look at this review that says, I'm really bad, and then my response is, I was not willing to compromise the security of a customer. Who was right and who was wrong? And that's what—that's how you have to answer them, because you're not always going to be friends with everybody, okay? I mean, it's just not going to happen. You're going to make somebody mad, and the first thing they're going to do is go sit in your parking lot and leave you a bad review. It's just bound to happen, all right? That's just the nature of the world we live in now. But it's how you answer that review as to how how well or how well you rebound from it. Don't try to get it removed. Make it a public relations move. Um, somebody's unhappy with something. That, you know, don't say, "Well, you're stupid." We can't do that for you. You say. hide the little QR code, don't care. Okay. So, alright. Any other questions before we close out for the day? Go
2: ahead. I'll get to you next. Let us I'm not the best salesman. I'm not fond of You're salesman. an accountant. <laughs> I, I have a, and, and part of the problem with accounting is we deal with several home to change that this afternoon. <laughs> There's some people that, that that like that to older generations to to you know, So
0: we need to put old people into here, rest of
2: everybody over <laughs> here. Well mine goes from the web page, I have a LinkedIn, I have a Facebook page. I mean I, I have to, all I try and cover every generation from from the millennials to, to the I forgot, but the roaring <laughs> twenties. I don't know. Get your pubs, the roaring yeah. So but my thing is 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 i don't i don't get excited about doing any of these posts or or do you have any suggestions on somebody that Yeah, i mean i mean on how and i don't know that i'm really at the point where i can hire somebody so between that do you have any suggestions on how to get motivated what someone like me can do to kind of get this ball rolling so that information you told me you're a fixer Right. Okay?
0: That's a very unique trait. Right. Okay. And you're speaking to people that are in the hot water and most are in hot water they'll never <coughs> to be able to get out of. And most cause their own problems. So you have to tread very lightly. You can't say, Well, had you done this? Right. Okay. Um you have a philanthropic bone in your body? A little bit, yeah. Okay, maybe that's where you write it from. Because you're trying to help people. That have you, you have yeoman's work because you're trying to help people that have done things either accidentally or accidentally on purpose, accidentally and cause themselves a lot of trouble. So, uh, if I were you, I would take it from that note. If you're not a salesperson and you're feeling you want—you don't want to sell somebody, just be honest and try to help us and do it from a philanthropic standpoint. I, I, there's no harm in that. And I don't know if that helps you or not. See, the problem is. Only you probably in your life can write your pages because you are a, you are like you said, you are a fixer. And maybe that's what you call it, the fixer blog, okay? I, I mean, the tax fixer. I mean, I always try to come up with pithy little things to call things so that it we sound, sound more important than what we are, right. but you can be the tax fixer. And then you start writing pages that talk about IRS letters and what to do when you get one. And you know, one of the suggestions is to call you, but I mean, there's other things you can try to do what does it mean when they're garnishing your wages and you didn't think you could garnish wages in Texas? Alright, so there, there's lots of different things that, and think about what your people are calling you and asking you on the phone. Most of them probably call in and say, i got a letter from the IRS, I don't know to do right? Is that a fair
2: statement? Uh, what else are they calling you? Most of the time it has to do with compliance to the banks or insurance. Somebody, they want to borrow money and a bank asking for strange things like a balance sheet, and P&L, or <laughs> I, I cash flows to I think weird you know
0: they wanted to see my accounts receivable what is that? <laughs> alright <laughs> you should not knock those of us that are financially challenged what I will tell you is that I actually say sentences like that and I have a CFO that says to me how can you be in this, this 21 years and you still don't know what I'm talking about well it's because I can get up here and do this you can So. <laughs> I'm not meaning that. I, I don't. So I have, I have another company that I'm involved in. The controller in that company literally writes me a baby notes. On this day, we did this much money, and this is how much we have in the bank, and this is how much profit we made this month, or this is how much we're short, and this is how the company is. You're I'm like, this is awesome, because it's just like this little. Don't tell me about. Uh, tell me who didn't pay your bills.